The Good Soup Podcast is brought to you by Pilgrim Roasters. Pilgrim Roasters is a roastery and coffee shop located at 4120 Main Street in Maniunk, Philadelphia. Pilgrim Roasters specializes in coffees brought in from all over the world and roasted right there in-house. You can find any of those coffees online at www.pilgrimroasters.com and apply code GOODSOUP10 at checkout to take 10% off your very first order. Now that is a good soup. Good soup. Soup's not a meal. You were supposed to buy me a meal. I'm not stopping you from eating. Go ahead and eat. Get anything you want. Very good. Very good. You know something? No soup for you. Yeah, we both have so much in common. We both love soup. What's up, everybody? This is the Good Soup Podcast. We just saw The Godfather. 4K remaster in the Dolby Theater at the Fashion District in Philadelphia. And you better believe the projector was still on. Oh, you're damn right it was. That projector was on, all right. We're going to jump right into it. I'm Allie. I'm Dan. I'm Matt. I'm also Matt. Eric's, Eric's not here not with Eric's us. Not yeah, here yeah. today. Eric's not with well, us you, today. You know, it turns out actually, Eric doesn't like The Godfather. Yeah, yeah. he's not at all. Yeah, it's his, it's his least favorite when, movie. When Sicily pops not relatable up in a movie, for him. can't watch it. I think cultural appropriation was the term that yeah. he used. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. The guy behind me was like seventy. Yeah, he was he was like clapping too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. he was into it. The guy who turned yeah. around, he was like, "See y'all in twenty-five years." Yes. That guy. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so yeah. and you know what? I don't doubt it. Say so, yeah, this don't was the fiftieth anniversary of The Godfather. We yes. got to go see it in the Dolby. It was a fantastic time. I had never seen The and Godfather. Had I until this point in time? As a cultured man, I had seen it before. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I'm Italian, so <laughs> sort of said. required viewing. You know. Um. I can't believe this film's 50 years old. Yeah, it doesn't feel like it. If it came out tomorrow for the first time, it would sell out everywhere. Like, it's still that good. Yeah, it's like, it's remarkably modern somehow. Yep. Like, having, like, honestly, I'm surprised that I got this far in my life knowing as little about The Godfather as I did. Like, I really didn't know anything about The Godfather. Like, the, the plot kept me, like, engaged the entire time i had no idea what was happening good news is i know everything about the godfather mm-hmm. so i can fill in those blanks for you yeah no i mean i just meant while watching like it, yeah it, it like i didn't know where the story was going you had to no go. spoilers despite it being yeah. out for 50 years now yeah. just the scope of the film but how authentic it feels from the wedding scene where there's hundreds of extras but it feels like a real wedding yeah i was it like does. i was like giddy like i was smiling yeah. watching the wedding it was so good when they're all singing the song and grandpa comes up and yep. he's just singing his heart out oh it was, it was so good it was so fun it's just it's one of those films where there's an emphasis on entertainment but it's not overwhelming yeah there's drama there's suspense there's comedy there's sterling hayden Le- leave the gun to technolis yeah, yeah. <laughs> leave the gun I w- yeah i was shocked at how funny it was also dan cannoli is already plural so you don't cannolis is not a word sorry dan Bada bing. No comment. You would know that if you were really Italian. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's because, um, you know. But yeah, incredible first time watch. Uh, this this was, I've, I've said this a couple times now, but like, re, like seeing this for the first time, this is definitely the first like, it's a classic, you gotta see it, like greatest movie of all time, where I've like watched it and been like, yeah, you know, you might be right actually. That was pretty fucking good. I feel like we've 
did this with Apocalypse Now too, yeah. where you were like, eh, I'll get around to it. And then you watched it and you were like, oh, no, wait, that was worth the hype. So Francis yeah. Ford Coppola is two for two for you. Yeah. Good thing he stopped making movies after uh, Godfather 2. Well, we'll have to watch Rumble, Rumblefish and Godfather Part 3 eventually. <laughs> One so day. you can get the full scope. Yeah, we can do that with a double feature of George Miller's Babe. Yeah. 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 office together. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so so George Miller, the Australian man who made all of the original Mad Maxes and also Mad Max Fury Road, yeah. uh, also made a movie about a talking pig. It's really good. Yeah, it was just like a family movie in like, I want to say the early 2000s. Didn't, didn't he yeah. also do a Happy Feet or is that a... He either produced or directed yeah, Happy Feet. Yeah, I got it. I got actually. it. Actually. I like Happy Feet too. Yeah. No, I mean like Happy Feet. Comma, as well, too. Yeah, yeah he, as well. He, he directed Happy Feet. Not Happy yeah. Feet. They made, number two. No, they made a Happy Feet too, but they it's did. not related to no, the original movie. It is at not all. at all. How many Happy Feet can there be? Am I right? Yeah, uh, honestly, technically three because Surfs Up. <laughs> yes. Is that no. next double feature question? Surfs Up is a marvel of genre bending proportions. It is a mockumentary animated film. So the Godfather. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we should just cut that. <laughs> Nah, I, I think I think the people need to hear about Surf's Up. I don't uh, know. But so, yeah, incredible. Incredible film. It has my two favorite actors of all time, Robert Duvall, Sterling Hayden. Mm-hmm. If you need a cop. See, Francis Ford Coppola, to quote Gen Z, knew the assignment. Um, he needed a cop. Eric, I'm going to put in a formal request for you to never say that again. Well, I'm hip. I'm on uh, Tumblr and other stuff. Because we have no visual right now, yeah. I'm just staring yeah. at Eric yeah, in a very really, disappointed I way. For I me, like the tic-tac. For me, the structure of The Godfather really was really interesting. Because it's it, really it just was like... really interesting? Yeah. It's like three stories. Yes. And they just do like the fade to black. And like it's super engaging for how long it is and how like kind of monotonous it is at times. Yes. There's... So the entire story is Michael resisting the family business and then eventually becoming his father. The scene with the baptism where the kid's being baptized. Michael's yeah. also being baptized as the Don by murdering all the other families. Hmm. It's really interesting. That's what the movie's about. But you're right. It yeah. zigs, it zags. There's sunny yeah, points like, where he's the scope. Yeah. There's points where Don Corleone's the yeah, main and character. And again, like, I didn't know where the story was going to go. So like when they first kind of like soft kill off uh marlon brando like in the first like half hour hour however long it is i was like oh that's kind of weird like i i kind of thought marlon brando would be in this more i but, had like, that same thought yeah but like it's really like it's not about him as much but no. like yeah. they bring him back and like he still gets like a lot more development from that point on the weird thing is godfather part two which doesn't have marlon brando is and you haven't seen it but it's weirdly more about don yeah, yeah. it's a lot about, about Vito. Vito, excuse me than it is about michael which is interesting. This film is about Michael without overtly being about Michael. I mean, they send him away to Sicily for a quarter of the film. Yeah, I know. Because, like, watching Al Pacino, I was like, oh, yeah, Al Pacino's in this. And, like, honestly, one of the mo- more, like, subtly dramatic transformations yeah. of a movie character. Because he comes yes. on screen and you don't really look at him and go, like, oh, yeah, he's going to make, like, like he's very unassuming because yeah, he shit talks yeah. his family at the wedding pretty yeah. much the and entire so, time to and Kay. Yeah, and the he's so different of from Mike them. Corleone is just like one of as the best. As soon as Vito gets shot, he yeah. switches. Yeah. The, well, that entire hospital scene. Yeah, the hospital scene. Yes. Like hide in Vito, and the cops come. Or when even before that, he's at dinner with Kay, and you can see just how 
cold he got because he knows what he has to do. Yeah. Yeah. He knows now, he knows who Sonny is, he knows who Tom is, and he has to assume that role because neither of them can do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, the characterization's brilliant. I mean, Tom Hagen, played by the spectacular, the unparalleled Robert Duvall, mm-hmm. I love, the, I love I love the smell of gabagool in the morning. Yeah, Ooh. baby. Yeah. Um he he's perfect as like the straight man, the yeah. answer guy. Yeah. Vito is the over the top characterization cuz it's Brando. Michael is the hero and the villain. Yeah. And Sonny's the bumbling idiot who is but high energy mm-hmm. and angry all the time. Ja- James Can I, I James Khan. Uh I hadn't really seen him like in his prime. Like, yeah, like we've watched two Francis Ford Coppola movies for this podcast now, and like really only knew him from like Elf and like other things. I literally only knew him from yeah. Elf and yeah. zero he, other things. I've seen this and Thief, and like James can James Con was kind of a menace. Yeah, he's spectacular. Like, like yeah, yeah, no, he's great. He's just kind of like an, a dick in yeah. everything. He's I a know. rectangle. Yeah, <laughs> I was when he's shirtless in the one scene. I just like I could not focus on the discussion, the really big dramatic moment before he like Michael goes to like that dinner because he's just a a, a square. Like his shoulders are so broad. I was yeah. so taken he's aback. So hairy. Yeah, he, also, <laughs> Dude, he has that was so much back hair. Yeah, but he also didn't look like that large to me until he like took, took off, off his, his shirt. shirt, and I was like, oh wow. Like, he is, like, as big as his character's, yeah. like, personality. Got big kingpin yeah. energy. He's really, really good in this he movie. He was really good. He yeah. portrays emotion through anger, but it's multi-leveled across everything and the decision-making, and no one can really get through to him. He is the titular angry Sicilian in the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And again, like, we've kind of talked about it a little bit in different episodes at this point, but, like... It has, like, for as remarkably modern as the cinematography and everything is, like, with how darkly it's lit and just how, how like, interesting and expressive the shots are for how big of a movie it is, um, like, they still do the thing where they play it out mostly in, like, medium shots or mm-hmm. wide shots, and they use foreground and stuff, like, a lot. Oh, I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, it, with, like, modern cinematography, like, we have that very, like camera close to the face like close up on the eyes shallow depth of field that like every every emotion is just so hyper fixated on that like we don't get that medium shot expressiveness where like you just let actors act and yeah. you you really kind of just have to watch it happen it's not really like directly fed to you like the scene where um sunny is beating up carlo there's not one close up in that whole scene yeah. The whole shot's, like, from behind that fire hydrant spraying, and he's beating the shit out of him. Yeah, exactly. Now, that does lead to some audio issues in this movie. Like, there are some goofy audio sequences. When Kay and Michael are having that talk at the end, they are not synced up. Oh, no. No, I noticed that immediately. It's really obvious with Kay yeah. in particular. She started speaking, and I was like, her mouth is straight up not moving. It didn't, like, ruin the moment no. for me, but I was kind of like... I had to, like, lean forward and, like, really look at the yeah. at the scene for a minute. One thing I will say about this film, every line of dialogue is perfectly crafted. There's not a throwaway yeah. line in this whole mm-hmm. film. It's either used for drama, plot building, comedy, suspense. But even, like, Sterling Hayden, who's known for goofy throwaway <laughs> lines, 
like the I've thrist I frisked a thousand boys. He's yeah, he clean. Says, like, I frisked a bunch of punk boys in my life. <laughs> yeah, like that's a perfectly placed line to explain how they're not even suspicious of Michael and what is well, threatened oh, no, by because, him at all. No, that's what's great about Michael. Like again, we said it when you first see him, you don't expect him to be like yeah the like how he ends up being. Yeah, like, you so, think him as the, the good college boy who enjoys Yeah, he's, he's so exterior to yeah. the attitudes of the rest so of the family. So that entire restaurant scene is incredible. Yeah. Like, when he just, the way he comes in, Al Pacino's acting throughout it. Yeah. Like, yeah. so good. Just, Al- that's the transformation for Michael there. You know what I kept thinking while, while, when Al Pacino, like, first showed up, he looked a lot like a young uh, Dustin Hoffman. Yeah, I could see like, it. Du- like, Dustin Hoffman in The Graduate. Yeah, looks exactly the same as Al Pacino in that in this movie. Al Pacino goes on a tear after this. Yeah. He does this. Scarface. He does Scarface. That's later, but Serpico, yeah. Godfather Part Two, completely different looks. Like yeah. Serpico, he looks like a homeless man, and Godfather Part Two, he's Michael again. And I, he has a great run through the seventies and eighties. We all know Al Pacino now is just yeah. kind of like the old man cameo you have in a film. The Jack and Jill. Out. What's yeah. my name? Dunkachino. Even well, once yeah. upon a time in Hollywood, yeah. he's like a joke yeah. character. Yeah. Well, he's like given interviews where he's just like, "Yeah, I like recently I've just been doing shitty movies, trying to like make bad scripts better because it's a fun challenge." Yeah, I mean, he did this and Godfather Part Two. He has nothing left ever to prove. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait. So how long? How many years in between Godfather and Godfather Part Two? Godfather Part Two, I believe, is seventy four. Okay. I gotcha, I gotcha. I got to verify that. Godfather uh, 1 was 72. Okay. And Godfather 74. 2. I'm looking at Dan's it. saying 74. Oh, okay. 74. Yeah. Which I think is, is the same year Coppola releases yeah. the conversation. And then part 3 is uh, 1990. Oh, so there's yeah. a, like a big Yeah. Jump. Part 3 was never supposed to be made. Okay. Yeah. That's the one that people don't Hate. like. Yeah, right? yeah it's bad. Okay. It's a bad movie. Uh, Coppola had lost it by then. He lost it after Apocalypse Now. Yeah, I, I think mean, that movie it. drove him insane. Man, man really made like three movies and then was like, yeah, I'm good. He made well, three I mean, of the greatest films yeah. ever made, though. Like, that's yeah. it burned him out. Yeah. Um, not everyone can be Kubrick. Not to, like, heap praise on him. <clears throat> you can like him or dislike <clears throat> him, but his films are, <clears throat> scope-wise, quite spectacular. <clears throat> yeah, you're allowed not to like them. But oh, I know. I'm, I'm they so are, allowed not to like as them. As far as, like, the scope of filmmaking goes and what he's accomplishing in the set design pretty much unparalleled besides Francis Ford Coppola, in my opinion. Yeah, he really... He just grosses me out too much. That's totally fair. I mean, he's a pretty gross human being. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he really... He re- yeah, Francis Ford Coppola really doesn't do much. No, it's Godfather Part Three, Rumblefish, and little tiny films. Jack. Jack. Yeah. But on The Godfather... Mm-hmm. We'd st- acting performance is spectacular. Like Liv mm-hmm. Shriver even. She does Rocky after this. She's great. Um, who's the actress that plays Kay? I'm pulling a blank. You're asking um, Matt the wrong people. Oh, Diane Keaton. Diane Keaton. That was Diane. Oh, yeah, whoa. Whoa, Diane I didn't even Keaton. realize. She's great. I think it's the thin eyebrows. Yeah. Brando's great. Um, Clemenza in this movie. Just awesome. Every line he delivers is a banger when he's making the the pasta sauce yeah. yeah oh my god and him and Sonny are arguing so good the scene at the end with uh Polly where they're walking him out and he's like can you get me out of this one Tom and he's like 
not this time. And they like take his gun and walk him to the car. That yeah. was a good scene. Yeah. yeah. The Carlos scene where you know Michael's going to kill him the whole time, but he's like, I'm not going to kill you. Just be honest with me. Yeah. And then he is, and then he kills him. Yeah. And I think the ending of this film, and you, you're going to have to see the second part to get mm-hmm. it, but that he kicks Kay out, and yeah. he says, this one time you can ask me. And he lies to her and kicks her out, and the door closes, symbolizing the door closing on their close relationship because yeah. he has to take on this responsibility. Mm-hmm. Really, really good. Yeah. Like, Coppola thought of every nuanced thing for this film. Yeah, and I think that was also, like, I think specifically that last shot, stylistically, was, like, so, so different from everything else. Cause yes. Like, that, that type of cinematography I was talking about earlier, where it's, like, very very direct camera to viewer close up like that. Like this was like the, one of the few like shallow depth of field dead on shots where it's like super close up specifically focused on one person and one person only. Yeah. No, a hundred percent. And it's also just like an awesome perspective switch because like the the, whole movie you're inside the room looking out. Yeah. And then you're K at the end outside the room looking and also the movie switches to K's perspective, Mm -hmm. which the movie doesn't really do a lot of at all. No, it doesn't do it at all. They they have to sideline her for half the film because Michael has to move to Sicily, yeah. which renders her character pretty much moot. But yeah, they do I'll, bring her back for the scene with Sonny where she's like, can you give this letter to Michael? Oh, it's Tom. And yeah. Tom's like, I don't even know where Michael is. Yeah, Al Pacino had to go bang a minor in, in Sicily. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. 16-year-old actress. That was very weird. Weird. Yeah. Wait, really? Yeah. I did not know that one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's 16. Yeah. yeah. That's rough. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. pretty sure that's why they don't show them making out in the movie. <laughs> yeah, but we can, see her, we, can see her, we can see her nipples, though. We can see her nipples. Um, yeah, I did not. I was not a fan. Yeah, that's fair. Of that moment at all. A L- little weird. Little, little like, little, little too, uh, precious virgin baby. Yeah. Like, he wanted. We, t- we take a break from The Godfather I to mean, show you a Sicilian romance. Yeah, yeah, so Coppola wanted to show where these people were from, the heritage of Sicily, and he does capture it quite well. I mean, culturally speaking, from the wedding scene to them being there and the way the father's presented. It's very culturally accurate. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense if you're not Sicilian. You're like, why the fuck is he showing this? But this movie was delayed a year because he insisted on shooting in Sicily for that sequence. So move to move to Sicily, and then the the sixteen year old nipples are fine. I guess so. I mean, yes, but you know, it doesn't justify it. No, no, not not. No, a... Just blow her up, and then we can yeah, just then forget about her. Yeah. yeah, don't mention her again. Yeah, that also just like never comes back. Um, I think it's supposed to be symbolic on his feeling like that was his his love, and at that moment his brother was dead and she dies, and now he's gonna go back to Kay, not necessarily because he loves Kay, but because he needs the stability. Yeah, I think it's like pretty. He pretty much goes back to her because he needs kids. It, yes, it, it's yeah. literally. Pre- yeah, it's pretty explicitly women as plot points. Yeah, like his romance with uh, what's her name. Okay. No. Oh, the, no. The Cecilia. I can't remember. I don't yeah. know. They say it, her name one time. Once. Yeah. It's, it's like, like, it's like Anna, Annabella or something. Yeah. Something yeah. close um, to that. Yeah. But the, it, she's literally just like, she doesn't say anything and is literally just like a catalyst for Michael. Yeah. 100%. Hey, man. She, she, now, drives, she drives a car Kay. at one point. I will yeah. say, <laughs> the second movie, Kay does get her own plot thread completely separate. 
So it but is in, a little bit different. In this movie, she is explicitly characterization for Michael. Michael, yeah, yeah. to show his change. Yeah. And it's cool that they make her her own character and have like any kind of agency in the second movie, but they don't. Whether or not that, like, I think that's a, like, meh. Yeah. It's I, a choice that I'm, makes sense for the content of the movie, but I, I, I'm, interested. I'm personally tired of it. Yeah, I'm interested to see the second one if it actually is, like, because if she's, like, completely absent in this one, but then, like, is actually, like, a full-blown character in the second one, then I actually really like that. Even in the yeah, third there's, one, there's she's a, a whole inner dilemma between her and Michael. And even in the third one, she's a pretty big character, yeah. wasn't she? Yeah, yeah you no, get... Not, not that we talk about three a lot, but, like... She is arguably the second main character in the second movie, unless you count Vito, so she's really the third, but she gets her own mm. moments. They're not, like... They're they're used again to show Michael's decay as a human being, yeah. but she does get to flip the perspective on him quite a few times. Yeah. She, she gets to fuck with him. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a very weird like mobster movie trope where like the women are just very very secondary, and like part of that is just like that's the culture around them, but yes. like that doesn't like justify it. Yeah, it doesn't mean that they they weren't like actual people. Yeah, they're just yeah. they're often used as like and. My kind of beef with it is if you're making a fiction piece, then yeah. like like historical fiction. It's it's but fiction, like, but like it's fake. You yeah. can do whatever you want with the characters, even if you want it to be like accurate to like the culture and the time period. You're still making it all up, and you are you can change it however you want. And I just don't really know if the benefits of using women's as essentially props is yeah. really just motivation for it. the male characters. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is interesting to see kind of genre pieces respond to that, though. Like recently, I'm just like kind of bored of being yeah. like, "Here's the woman. Her role is to be the either physically or emotionally abused, and to give children to the male character, main character." Yeah. Like good. Whether fella- or not it works for the story, like that's not what I'm talking about. I'm yeah. just, I personally yeah. don't want to watch that anymore. Yeah, and, and like- that's why I have not really enjoyed. A lot of like the like the three mob kind of movies that I've seen. Yeah, because like Goodfellas is very much a response to Godfather in this this era of movies. Does a little bit of a better job. The mm. female characters at least have a bit more depth, a bit more screen they time. They try. Yeah, they try. Yeah, I don't um, think it works that well. Yeah. I think I honestly I think Goodfellas rubbed me the wrong way in that regard more mm-hmm. than The Godfather. I would yeah. agree with that. Because The Godfather's a little I think bit... the reason I got through Goodfellas is because we watched it at home, and we I made you pause it so many times yeah. just to like let out my frustrations, and then yeah. be like, okay, cool, go ahead. Yeah. Godfather is a cultural piece, and that is the culture. I'm not yeah. justifying that that's no, the I know culture. I'm just yeah. saying this is a, a cultural lens into the Italian life, Italian-American life at that time, and that's what that culture was. Yeah, and I think maybe because it's like such... The movie is like such a really, really big phenomena and there's so many things that are based on it and took a lot of like story cues from it. Maybe that's why I'm like so tired of it because it's not like The Godfather is the only one who does like who do- does yeah. that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think like part of it is that just like I think the the response to that would be like they're just like not the focus of this movie. Like it's not really that they're like we're trying to paint them as secondary, just like they aren't the main characters of the story, which like, again, not really an answer to that, but I think that would be like, yeah, and I'm not yeah. saying it's like the, the right or wrong yeah, call yeah. for this movie, just for myself. Yeah. I just I'm like, yeah. okay, cool. And even like, uh, the Irishman very recently, like I really liked that because it's a, it's, it's a fucking three and a half hour movie. 
Uh, but like the first three hours is like pretty pretty standard, pretty classic mob stuff. But then like the last half. Yeah, hour. the last half hour is actually like giving commentary. It's not like really the most revolutionary thing, but like it, it, it adds something. Yeah, Scorsese did the same thing with Goodfellas in a yeah. way, where the last half hour of Goodfellas is yeah. don't get into drugs. Oh no, wait, I did. And this is everything falling apart. Yeah, mm-hmm. but like the the end of like the, the end of the Irishman yeah. was like more of a ending to like that this era of mobster movies. Yeah, yeah the, like it was because uh, like he he gets confronted by like his I I, forget, I don't think his wife's there but his daughter's daughter there. his daughter his daughter yeah, comes. yeah and she's like like fuck you you never did anything for me and we're just like completely absent in my life. Yeah, it's like at that point too like he sees like all the people he went through all this like die in prison yeah, yeah. it just sort it, of gives the finality of like what's the point of it's all very this? like oh wait maybe like the godfather lifestyle isn't actually all that sexy yeah because I, I feel th- like the godfather yeah well, it, the I, godfather and goodfellas sex the use for a better lack of term sexualize the uh mobster life in different ways yeah, yeah, yeah. the yeah. godfather is like look glorify this no it doesn't glorify it but it's like it's very like classically sexy yeah, yeah when like Vito like goes i never want it <clears throat> I never wanted this for you. <laughs> and uh, Michael like slumps back in the chair. He's like, I wanted you to be a senator. I wanted you to be a judge. Yeah. I uh, never wanted this life for you. Yeah, I'm not saying that like the movie glorifies like the mobster yeah. life, but like when you talk to certain people about this movie, yeah, they're like, they're like oh, Damn, that's that seems so yeah. cool. I think what this movie, The Godfather, does the best is allowing you to figure out what the character is going to say from mm-hmm. facial expression before they say it. When Brando's yeah. in the car and he leaves the meeting of the five families and you're like, what is he, what did he learn? Cause his face is stone. And then he's like, I always thought Barzini did it, but it turns out it was uh, the other family. Tussolini or yeah. something. Yeah. And, no, Mozzarella. it was. It's I always thought yeah, Tatalia did it. Tatalia. And Brenzini. now I figured out it's Brenzini. Just, great little scene yeah like it's not very long but it tells you everything you need to know about Vito that he's cool calm collected he's the smartest guy in the room at all times there's just so many effective small scenes in this movie yes like none of the there's a lot of small scenes in this movie but like none of them are dead space like the scene where Michael says he's gonna kill um Sterling Hayden's character Mm -hmm. and the heroin dealer you realize in that scene that he is the next Don. Yeah. Because Sonny is angry and doesn't have a plan. He's like, I'm going to go in blast but and Michael's kill him. So bada bing, like... bada boom. <laughs> yeah, but Michael lays out a plan. Like, yeah. no, yeah. they're not yeah. going to suspect yeah. me. That mo- and Clem- yeah. you could see it in Clemenza's face. Yeah. And Sal, Paulie, whatever you want to call it, he's in the room with them at the time. And he's the traitor. Mm-hmm. And you realize that not overtly them but you can see it in his face on a rewatch and that's one of the things i I realized he's in the corner like looking down looking around like oh i we expected it to be sunny not michael and in that moment he realizes it but they send clemenza to do it and not sal and clemenza's all on board and i mean i already said it but clemenza's got to be the most fun character in this whole film take the gun or leave the gun take the cannoli yeah. Something something um that I think is like in the same vein of what Eric was just talking about is I think this movie like treats its audience as like very, very valuable yeah. and intelligent. Like they don't really like over explain things or like pander to anybody or like yeah. talk down. Or even it's like, oh, like if you if you don't live this culture, like, oh well, you're just not gonna get it. Like they do a really great job of making this movie accessible to like to everybody and just treating like 
it's a it's a long movie, but they're mm. not like, oh, you're bored, so now we're gonna have to like explain and like talk yeah. down to you. Like they keep you engaged in other ways, so that there are moments like that where if you're paying attention to the right character on screen, like you figure it out as the characters yeah. figure it out, and you go, oh wait, now I can see all that. Yeah, it's like, almost uh, Shakespearean in that retro in that aspect mm. where you're like. Oh, the characters portraying this and carrying this the entire time. If I'm looking for it, I can see. It. Yeah, like yeah. it was. It was very fun. I'm excited to watch it again at some point because, like, watching it for the first time, like, pretty much everything was a very like in the moment realization. Like, really keeping pace with our main characters. Like, yeah, there wasn't but really it's never anything. Like, oh crap! I didn't see that coming. Yeah, there was you're no... like it's like the puzzle piece. Like, yeah. you're like. Oh, that yeah. is where this has been going the whole time. And there was never yeah. anything where I was like, oh, that guy's going to like betray that guy or anything. Like I was just like I was just so like engaged and like in it with the characters that like when stuff happened, I was just like, oh my god. Yeah, the storytelling is phenomenal. Yeah. 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 It's great. I mean, that's Coppola's calling card is his films have spectacular characterization and story thread. Mm-hmm. That's Apocalypse yeah. well, Now. Because they work Godfather together. Too. Yes. And he uses that Shakespearean influence or stories from the past mm-hmm. to characterize his characters and then crafts a whole new story. Because, like, Godfather mm. Part 1 is based on the Mario Puzo book. But Part mm-hmm. 2 is not. Part 2 is Coppola's own vision. Okay. Yeah. And we'll get into it when we watch it, yeah. but, like, it's all new. It's completely different, but it's somehow similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, Al, oh, go ahead. I just have a quick question. So, was it always planned to be part one and part two or was that just I don't, something that happened? I think it was happened? just initially released as like yeah, the Godfather. The yeah. Godfather was the okay. initial plan. But then they did part two so they went back and did So he one. had already written the conversation and that was already going to be made which okay. is a movie that released the same year as Godfather part two that okay. he directed which is spectacular in its own right. Then he was like we could continue this story and he wanted it to do like Vito's upbringing versus Michael's descent. So oh. they're painted parallel. De Niro plays young Vito in New yeah, York Matt City. Yeah, Matt told me. Yeah, and Sicily. It's beautiful. It's way more intense. It's way less funny. Like this movie, Godfather Part 1 is funny. I, and I it turned tries to like to halfway in and I was like, "Is am I supposed to be laughing? Because I'm laughing <laughs> part a lot. Two is like, so much darker in yeah. the retrospect. Okay. But I will say, the first thing I asked all of you guys coming out of the movie is like, did you think that it was funny? Did you get the cultural relevance? Because you're not paisans. No. Not disparagingly. Not about a bing I, I, I love no. you anyway. Mm-hmm. But coming out of the, if you're a paisan in that movie, there's so yeah. much culture and love. And I'm like, yeah, like my, my pop-up would act like this. Like yeah. people that I know and grew up around would act like this. But as an outsider of the culture, the way it's presented to you, you can still appreciate it. Yeah, no, absolutely. It. Yeah. And it's fascinating because I think Goodfellas, even to an extent, doesn't have that. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's fun, but there's a lot of cultural references to Italians in I Goodfellas think... that are way more subverted. In The Godfather, it's accessible to everyone. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think the big difference between like Goodfellas and The Godfather is that The Godfather just has a different level. It it, pre- it presents you a different level of understanding. Like, when you just sit there yeah. and watch the wedding, like, yeah. you feel like you're there. Yes. Like, you feel like you are a part of this yeah. crowd. Like, he you, d- you don't... Like, yeah, that it, world so yeah. well. It doesn't make you feel like you're on the outside looking in. Like, it makes no, you feel there. like you're there. Yeah. Also, yeah. can we just talk about, man, the soundtrack of that movie? Oh, oh my God. Yeah. Dude, in the Dolby, when the, the Godfather title comes on, and it's just the... 
And I was like, I was like, oh, Dude. it's gonna be one of them. Yeah. <laughs> That's like such a good theme. Ah, oh, so good. Yeah. So good. The opening shot has no business being quite as sexy as Oh it my is god, when yeah, it when it goes from the zoom zooms out. out into the, from the one guy's face. He runs yeah. the like the funeral place, right? Yeah, yeah. I yeah, don't yeah. know his name. Yeah. But it zooms out and then he walks around the table to Vito. Yeah. But they both stay like silhouetted and out of focus and they whisper and just because they're next to the camera normally i feel like in modern cinema when someone comes closer to the camera you'll you'll hear hear the whisper because you're like in on it but you can't hear them and i was like oh they they do this thing where instead of showing you marlon brando so that you don't associate Vito with brando because he's the biggest star in the world at this point they let him talk and talk about the disrespecting he's doing Mm -hmm. in his daughter's wedding so you can feel the character. By the time you finally see Brando, he's Vito. He's not Brando anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It's very intentional. And it's, I think, like, we talked about it in, like, the cultural sense that, like, it does a good job of transmitting, like, knowing into the viewer, even if you don't understand the culture directly. I think it just does that in every facet of the movie. Like, it does such a good job of just like visually and like thematically and constructually just like conveying so much information and emotion to you. Like, uh, like we talk about how he speaks movie. Yeah. Yeah. We talk about how like Dune is a really great visual piece because it communicates so much information through the visuals, through the visuals. The Godfather does the same thing. Yeah. I want to say the wedding scene, Uh why it's so cool is because Coppola said, go have a wedding, go have fun. There's absolutely no script to this, no structure. The only script is Michael and Kay and Vito in the room. Mm-hmm. When Luca Brasia is practicing what he's going to say outside, yeah. that is not scripted. He was such a bad actor that he was doing that <laughs> to prepare for the scene because it was a big commotion and there was no setup, camera here, take, action. It was just go, Happening. we'll have the cameras, everyone have fun. And they catch Luca in the background of that practicing his lines, or the actor's name is Lenny Montana, which is kind of perfect. Um, <laughs> he's practicing his lines, and that's not scripted. That's not yeah. intentional, but Coppola's like, put it in the film. Yeah. Put it in the film because it works for the character perfectly, and he struggled with Luca Brasi. He was supposed to be a bigger player in the movie, mm-hmm. but he was mm-hmm. such a bad actor that he couldn't like you could see it in the veto scene the way he's delivering his lines it comes off that he's nervous to meet Vito, yeah. but in reality he's just a bad actor that's so yeah. clever i know it's it's a genius move by coppola like the little fun loving scenes of the wedding he has family members like lee shriver's mom played her mom in the movie mm-hmm. so oh. she gets to dance with brando which they said in the they the opening that, yeah. and like all these little things where there's actually italian family members from the cast and people there sunny breaking the camera not scripted <laughs> not scripted at all that was that extra's camera too so oh. james Conn grabs the camera and smashes it on the ground and they had to buy that guy a new camera because <laughs> that did they just let james Conn kind of do whatever he wanted the whole in this movie the main cast outside of michael and robert duvall got to do whatever they want brando whatever he wants Conn, whatever he wants Liv shriver whatever he wants even or whatever she wants yeah. even carlo and mm-hmm. clemenza there's a freedom in it and yeah. the fact that he got all these people that understood the culture it works perfectly like that yeah. wedding scene to me is at the pantheon of of all cinema just yeah. because of how real and authentic yeah. and it I, is I, I think i think what's interesting too is that like 
they all feel like such alive characters and they feel like they're part of the culture. And I think that like when we see stuff like Goodfellas and mob movies that have come since, like I've, I've been having this discussion a lot with like Star Wars recently where like the Star Wars sequels, the, the original Star Wars movies are based off of like Western and Samurai films. Uh, but the Star Wars sequels were just like based off of the original Star Wars. So they yes. don't, they don't really have the same influences. So they don't feel the same. I feel like mob movies after the Godfather all basically base their characters on the characters in the movies, but the, yes. but the actual actors and the actual characters in the Godfather based it around real life and a real culture. And they all feel so you know, vivid. It's and really alive. funny. Thing. You hear, uh, you hear responses from like actual mobsters who've seen the movie. They actually changed their culture to fit the Godfather. <laughs> they said this. Uh, I was just reading about it. This one boss. Dan, are you being dead ass? No, seriously. Here. <laughs> I'll pull up the actual guy I was just reading about because I have it on my phone here. Real, real quick, I want to respond to one thing Matt said. What we said with Ad Astra, it's a distillation of a distillation. Yeah, the yeah. Godfather came first. It is the cultural summarization, and everything after that is a distillation of yeah. a distillation. But yeah, yeah uh, so the Patricia crime family, right? They altered their speech patterns to imitate Vito because <laughs> they, they used to swear frequently and use poor grammar. But after seeing the movie... He began to improve his speech and fil- <laughs> philosophize more. The, you know? the veto scene, philosophize more, determines the direction of the film. The, in the beginning, when he meets with the drug dealer the first time, yeah. the film can go one of two ways. Yeah. He can say yes, and the entire organization can fall apart due to drugs. Yeah. Or he and we can go say, Goodfellas. Yes, and we go Goodfellas. Or he can say no, and yeah. the entire film becomes a family drama, the yeah. fallout. You don't know in that scene which way he's going to go. No. And the sunny part where he stands up to speak and Vito mm-hmm. just and Vito's goes, like, what's wrong with you? I raised my af- boy. <laughs> after the scene, he's like, lam- like lambasting him for, that's not a word. It's he, not. No. He's, he's criticizing him for talking and yeah. speaking up. He's like, yeah. when you need to be, when you need to speak, Never let anyone in on your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Never he's like, do don't that. tell anybody outside yeah. of the family, family what you're, what thinking. you're thinking. <laughs> is the line, and it's genius. And the way he's respectful to the guy, even yeah. saying no, where he's like, I don't want to get involved. Yeah. And then you think, okay, that was nice. Everything's fine. And yeah. then it all falls apart, and you're yeah. like, where is the thread? Where's the yeah. thread? Where's the thread? And then they give you the thread, and then they flip it again. Yeah. But it's not like a plot twist subversion thing. It's just we're going down it this makes road sense. No, they're yeah. not and we're making to a merge. You. And we're going down this road and we're making a merge. Like yeah. when Sonny dies, yeah. I'm cringing because I've seen it. Yeah. As soon as he gets in that car alone, Tom tries to stop him and then they send the other car you behind him. You know he's him. fucked when he gets in that car alone. Yeah. When the other guys take that delayed start, you know it's bad news. And as soon as the uh, the, the toll, the toll guy drops the money, looks him in yeah. the eyes and yeah. goes, goes down, down, you know what's about to happen. Yeah. And then the, well, you can look see, at him. Look how they massacred my boy. You can see Sonny realize it too. Like the same moment you do yes. when the toll worker drops the coin, like does like, uh, and goes down. You can yeah. see the realization hit Sonny and you go, oh, oh fuck. No. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, the movie just has you in the palm of its hand, like the entire time. It's but not, not treating you like it's yeah, smarter not than you. Like, no, it's not. not. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also not treating you like you're dumb. Yeah. Yes. Um, I want to bring a segment back for this. Okay. Okay. Before we did best lead, best supporting, uh-huh. okay. I just want you to pick your three favorite characters in the film. Because this is a really tough film to do lead supporting. Yeah. Because they're all kind of leads. Like, Duvall has as much screen time yeah. as Pacino, who has as much screen time as Brando, who has mm. as much screen time as Khan. So yeah. pick yeah. your three favorite performances from yeah. the film. I mean, I'll go. 
Yeah. It's got obviously got to I got to do Michael. Yep. Yeah. Al Pacino's Michael. Pacino. I mean, he's one of the best characters ever yes. put to screen. Followed that Michael Brandella's Vito. Yeah. I mean, they they make the movie. Michael Brando? Yes. Marlon. Marlon. What the hell? Because you said Michael yeah. earlier. Yeah. That's why no, you did it. Brando is Tuna Vito, Brando. But so obviously those two, they're the movie, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the third one, I think I'm going to do uh, Tom Hagen. I just love Robert, yeah. Duvall. Robert Duvall's yeah. presence yeah. in that movie. He's so good, man. Yeah. I Every time he comes on screen, I smile because mm-hmm. I love Robert Duvall that much. He's, yeah. he's a chameleon. He can yeah. play any role. He can play the nice guy. He's kind of the nice guy in this film. He, Yeah, he is. He's a straight man. Yes. Or he can be the dickhead like Apocalypse Now. Or he can he's be the dad like, from yeah. Kicking and Screaming. Like, he can literally yeah. do, he can do it anything. All. Yeah, Matt turned to me and told me he was the guy from Apocalypse Now. And I was like, I just like don't see it. Like, I know. He, yeah. he just changes so completely. Yeah. And Network. Like if you you've seen Network, oh, Network's Dan. fantastic. He is haven't seen it. Literally a scumbag businessman, but in the opposite way, he's a scumbag in Apocalypse Now. Mm-hmm. It's insane, and that movie comes in between these two, and he's in Part Two, and he's way different in Part Two, The Godfather Part Two, than he is in Part One. He's a chameleon. Um. Anyway, so Dan's going Pacino, um, Brando, Brando, Duval. Duval. I'm gonna be real. I think I just gotta straight up agree with you on that one. Okay. I I don't think I, I don't think I have a different. I do love Sterling Hayden. Yeah. Uh, but he he like he's, nah, he's, he's not there. really yeah, he's not really in the movie. Really in the movie. Yeah. It's yeah. Just, it's just fun to yeah. see Sterling. The only Hayden. other contender I think that could knock out Duval was James Caan. Yeah. Okay. But I just I, I like Duval too much as Tom Hagen. Yeah. yeah. Richard Castanello who played Columbia. Yeah. So he's pretty good. Richard Castanello is mine. He's yeah. my He's my one. I think he is just <laughs> so good. And perfect. That might be who he is in real life. Yeah. I don't know, but it seems like it. The character's so lived in. I'll go James Caan just to be contrary. I think he's hilarious. He carries yeah. the comedy the first half of the movie. Yeah, yeah he does. Bada bing, bada boom, bada <laughs> ba, see you like, later. Bada bing, yeah, you're dead. <laughs> and, uh, hmm. Yeah. I will say, I, I, Brando in this over Brando in Apocalypse Now. Oh, 100%. Easy. Yeah. Easy. But he's not like almost dead in this movie. By Apocalypse Now, he's so drunk and fucked <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, when he's did Brando dead. die? 2004, okay. Yeah. But I mean, he didn't do anything. Yeah, he, he was on the same now. trajectory as like Francis Ford Coppola. Yeah. <laughs> like he did Superman. Yep. What? And he didn't really do Superman. He was Superman. Uh, the dad in Superman. But he only had like a few scenes. What? Yeah. Really? He, yeah, he was yeah. Superman's dad. And he just like, what? he just didn't like, he Show literally- up. He yeah. literally, they literally had his like he had script pages in front of him and he just read off of it, and he was like, "Yeah, it'll help me be uh, more uh, uh, spontaneous." Well, they have like a little like <laughs> pole behind him. Yeah, that he's, no, there's like, scenes, tied to to there's stand scenes up where straight? he's you can literally just see him looking down and he's just like his no. eyes are reading a page because he just didn't give a shit. It's just really oh, tough because okay, I'm sorry, no, I should good. take Pacino as the other one, but you mm-hmm. both took him. Yeah, I'll take I'll take Talia Shire. Talia Shire's great. I think I called her Liv Shire on like earlier points of this podcast. Oh, and is that I the apologize. Sister? Yeah. yeah, Connie. Yeah, Connie. Yeah, I'll take Talia. Shire. Talia Shire. She's not in the whole film. No, she's not in the film. But holy shit, are her scenes powerful when she is? The scene where she's breaking all of the the yeah. plates and everything in the apartment after the woman calls for Carlo, and then the end where she's like hugging and embracing Michael and like clearly loving him and then she's like no get away from me because you killed my husband mm-hmm. the emotion that she brings amazing when i was just funny though yeah we're all sitting here praising all the siblings 
And poor fucking Fredo just in the corner. What a loser. Well, Fredo's in the second movie. <laughs> yeah. He's not really in this We'll one. talk about it, him oh, in the yeah. second one, but he's I mean, what great a to see Chris Cuomo make an appearance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Allie, your top three. Uh, I think I'm going to go with like the three brothers. Just Sonny, Tom, and Michael. That's a great call. Yeah. yeah. They're all Was Tom like, a brother? Oh, yeah. yeah he's a bastard. He's, yeah, 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 he's like... He's like, they're like yeah, he found them yeah, on the street, the and I- we just the took them in. Mick, yeah. Yeah. I, they were just all portrayed incredibly. They're so different from one another, too. Mm, and it makes yeah. them for some really, really great, like, scenes where they're just, as, like, they're just arguing like brothers, yeah. trying to figure out, like, the best thing to do. Yeah, they, they really feel like brothers. They the do. parallels this film draws to Shakespeare, like the Romeo and Juliet, the family versus the family, the brothers versus the brothers. Yeah. Yeah. Just and Marlon Brando is incredible. I just think I like those three a little bit more. Yeah. Yes. And even like Michael as a Hamlet character, where yeah. he has oh. to come to terms yes, with yes. the fact that he now has to be his father. Yeah. yeah. You know what scene we talk, we didn't get to talk about that I loved? Hmm. Brando's death. Yeah. When it's, really it's, good. Not, it's not some big mob shootout He's or got anything. He's teeth in. Yeah. It's, like, yeah. it's, it's, such a cute yeah. Scene. it's just yeah. him playing with like his grandkid. Like it's well, just. But, it's, but you know what? I think too. I think that sums up Vito's character so well. Though. Yeah. It shows because the humanity. He, yeah. And the he, fact. I'm sorry. No, I was gonna say because. Vito was always held family first. Yes. Yeah. And it's great yeah. it's it's great contrast that we see Michael in later movies. Yes. Now yeah. the way Michael so Vito tells Michael whoever sets up the meeting between you and Barzini is the rat. That's the person. And at the funeral, Sal does it. Yeah. 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 That yeah. moment and Tom realizes it. Because yes. uh-huh. Tom like you and again, it's a nonverbal cue. Yeah. Tom stares at Michael's, like, the back of his head when it happens. Yeah. yeah. Stares at him when he sits down. They say nothing. Yeah. And then, bang, Michael's like, we don't got, need like, like a, We don't need, like, a close-up insert of that. Like, yeah. it just happens yeah. in and the scene. Him kicking Tom out as consigliere, you'll see why in the next movie, mm-hmm. but it's to protect him. And you yeah. know that in the moment, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, whatever we do here... They kidnapped you once. I cannot risk losing you. I yeah. lost my brother. I cannot I, lose. I'm my very son. excited to see Godfather too. Yeah. Some, you see, I think Eric, you prefer part one, right? Part one, I prefer. And it's funny because I prefer part two. Yeah. But also, I can't oh, really okay. argue because part one is fantastic. So that's again yeah. same. Like a lot of people prefer part two. I like part one because of the comedy. I yeah. think it's more of a culture piece than part two. Even though part two has the Vito scenes in Sicily, yeah. but, they're but both... the Michael scenes in Sicily explain Sicily better. Yeah. Than the second. But they're movie. both just such fantastic movies, and they no. both complement each other so well. Yeah. Well, I'm very excited. Yeah. And hopefully we'll uh, we'll talk about it on here. And then we, we'll uh... talk about part three. And we get to watch <laughs> it. <laughs> Dude, I was saying to Matt, man, I was like, you know. Sophia Coppola in the third one, man. <sighs> I don't yeah. want to. She wasn't trash. bad in the first one. She's a baby She's in a, the first a, one. A baby. Yeah, yeah no. Like, <laughs> that's, what? A, that's a joke. Oh, all right. <laughs> yeah, like the entire new cast that they bring in a part three. Yeah. Who's uh, who plays? Well, her, they like, couldn't husband? get uh, Duvall back. Yeah, Duvall they, doesn't come back. They uh, they like wouldn't pay him to be in the movie. He was that's like, weird. Oh, okay. I'm not gonna do it. Then. Who was uh? <laughs> yeah. Someone like famous plays uh her Sophia Coppola's. Like husband in the third one, right? I can't remember. Just look but he's, at the he's cast. Andy Garcia. He's also yeah, awful. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. It is Andy Garcia. Yeah. Um, God. yeah, the third movie was never supposed to happen. So, yeah. I'm upset that it ever got made. But Did I they can just act- want money. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Coppola nowadays is a very complicated, mysterious man. Yeah, the guy from uh, the guy from uh, Criminal Minds is in it. Oh yeah, because in the very very beginning they like. Um, 
before the movie happened at the showing, they did like a little interview thing. And I, <laughs> one guy popped up on screen and I turned him out and I was like, he's in Criminal Minds. <laughs> Wait, I didn't, hold up. <laughs> it's like Joe Montanga. I didn't know that. Uh, or some, I might have, that yeah, might not man, be his man, name. Mantegna. I, I didn't yeah. know that Talia Shire was uh, Coppola's sister. Yeah. Hmm. Ah, that's a fun fact. Yes. She's also amazing in Rocky. A movie that does not use her and, just as a prop. And Nick Cage, I would argue she's like a wait, titular figure. Well, yeah, see, and Nick Cage is her nephew. Here's the thing, Eric. <laughs> oh, yeah. I that I did not. I, yeah. forgot, I forgot the Nicolas Cage, uh, Francis Ford There's Coppola a whole connection. Uh, yeah. what? dynamic here. Yeah. What's I, happening? That rocked my world. Yeah, you didn't know that? No. Yeah, they're like, what? Isn't he like his uncle or something? Yeah. That, remember in the the before the movie, they had the bonus footage? Yeah. And it was Coppola saying, we were all at the table and Talia was serving? Yeah. Yeah. They had it at the restaurant because Coppola and Talia. Huh? Like that meeting they had where they did the table read in the restaurant yeah. and Talia was working at the restaurant. The reason they picked that restaurant oh, was because she was working. Oh, oh she was employed at the restaurant. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, thought, she was I waiting. thought they were just, I thought uh, they were like, yeah, Talia served. No, she wasn't That's supposed to. She at the time wasn't casted for the movie. Yeah. She was oh. serving them at the table. Well, that's oh. way cuter then. Yeah. I didn't I did not understand that. I thought they were just like, "Oh yeah, she was like serving." Like, I didn't realize she was like a like a waitress at, working the at the restaurant. Yeah, I guess we do to. still have a lot to learn about Italian culture. You're damn right. What? <laughs> Never order a rosé for a toast. Why not? Oh, I'm going to write that down. You got to you got to order a deep red. Why? I don't know. I don't make the rules. I just follow them. One thing I forgot about The Godfather, and I said this to Allie like mm-hmm. the first time he pops on screen. Johnny Fontaine is Frank Sinatra. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah did like say he is. That yeah, yeah, that was, was very like, obvious. This is Frank, Frank Sinatra. Sinatra, and it's yeah. very obvious. Yeah. But in case you're listening, they don't try like, and hide it. They didn't talk about this. Fuck you. I did talk about it. <laughs> Gabagool, Gabagool, Gabagool. Yeah. I think that's all I got. Yeah, I think that's all I got. Yeah. This movie holds a very special place in my heart. It's one of those films where. I've been working on a couple things recently and you watch it and you almost get demoralized because you're like, <laughs> I can never create something on the level and or scope of this film. Yeah. It is for me, the top of the mountain where I feel the love and the joy, but also the suspense and the sadness in the story. Um, and that's definitely tied to my heritage, but at the same time, like as a film, it's beautiful, it's captivating. And I, I think it's damn near perfect. Give your kids some culture. Show them the Godfather. Yeah. Culture. And if they call you a boomer, say Vapangul you. Actually, Eric, I have one important question. Yeah. What film shows Italian culture the best? The Godfather or House of Gucci? <laughs> That's so tough. <laughs> or the or the yet to be released uh Chris Pratt animated Mario movie. Chris Pratt animated Mario movie one. <laughs> it depends how you want to look at the culture. As a celebration, Godfather. Godfather. As a critique. House of Gucci. <laughs> I mean, and I think that's a fun well, take. You, we yeah, and on that, I note. wish we could like. I wish I could take Jared Leto's character and just put him in The Godfather. <laughs> I don't they know would, where yes. they would eat him up. <laughs> uh, he could probably play Fredo. Like he could. Like he could legitimately. Not in the second movie, no. but in this one. Yeah. I'm Mo Green. What does he say? He's like um, I'm Mo Green. I was in this town before... Before you were born, or something like that. Yeah, it was... No, doesn't he say... He, it's it's a much more vulgar, vulgar yeah. allegory. Yeah, it's before you could, like, wipe your ass Yeah, or before something. you had hairs on your balls or something yep. like that. I'm Mo Green! I'm Mo You want to run me out of town? <laughs> Great scene. Um, Last question. <laughs> Do you guys know what Vafangul... Vafangul you? You know what that means? No. Just fuck you. 
So when she's, he's like, Vafangul you, and he's like, oh, Vafangul you. It's just fuck you. Italian. Yeah, context. Right. You know. yeah, yeah, context. Yeah. Dan cannoli is already plural. And I'll leave you all in that. They're end. really good, too. They are so good. They got no business being that good. Perfect balance of, like, savory and sweet. Dude, yeah. my grandfather makes them the best. Best I've ever had them. Yeah. Matt. Oh. Running us off. You're playing the Oscar music for us to get off stage. All right, guys, we got to wrap it up. <laughs> somebody, <laughs> somebody cue the music. I'm Eric. I'm Allie. We're not ending till you say it. I'll hold my mic up to you too. I'll scoot over. (laughs) I'm Matt. And I'm Allie. And this has been I I already picked Allie. Good Soup Podcast presents the Godfather viewing. We will be back next week and I'm gonna spoil it with the Batman. I am Bwah. very excited Bwah. for this one. Yeah. Uh, I think excited. we might have something special cooked up for the Batman. Yeah. We'll see. So, potentially, uh, yeah. Potentially. So stay tuned. Really excited. Can the Batman save the DCEU is Probably, live yeah. on www.goodsoup.blog. I wrote it. Uh, it's pretty trash because I can't write. So. Well, Robert Pattinson doesn't hang dog, so. Damn. But I'm Zoe sure- Kravitz does. Thank but God I'm sure I'm that. sure I'm sure we'll see Paul Dano get beat up and that's always a plus. It Good is. soup. This Good. Is it like in his contract? I, I think, think so. Soup. Good soup. Second stanza. Chenaluna menzumara mamma mia mamma rida. Vediamo io cosa dare mamma mia panzaccia tu. Sette pegliano volo zie, isso vai, isso vena, siamo a scoppetta a maratena. Si ci ingappa la fantasia di scoppettia, vecchiuzza mia. La 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 di la, pesce fritta e baccalà. Uè, gomba, una scoppetta, ciao, ciao.